friends. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Fort Worth Roots. This is a local podcast focused on our community's creators, and you can find us on all your favorite streaming services, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Pandora, Spotify, whatever you're getting your podcast on. You can find us there on our website. You can stream it straight off of there at fortworthroots.com. And uh, there are YouTube videos that go along with this, so you can find that by going to YouTube and looking for Fort Worth Roots. Not every single episode that we've put out has a video, but almost all of them. I think it's like 77 or 78 videos uh, to go along with these episodes. And if you are on Instagram, check us out. It's Fort Worth Roots. We'd love for you to follow us on there. Anytime we got anything going on, uh, we're very active on Instagram. So if you got an Instagram, check us out, Fort Worth Roots. We have not one, but two and a half incredible guests today. One guest has been on the show before. He's ran 35 car shows in the local area and abroad. He's the owner of Roofing Solutions by Darren Houck. Our other guest has a local metalworking business called Woodpost Metalworks. She also puts together pop-up events through the Artful Village. She has two more events that we haven't missed yet. And you can find more information about those events at facebook.com slash artfulvillage. And about halfway through this recording, we have a special guest. Mark Nobles joins us via cell phone. Thanks for joining us, Mark. Call anytime. In this episode, we're going to talk about Battle of the Beards. It was, uh, I believe, the last event they had out there at the original Lola's location. We are going to talk about pop-up markets with the Artful Village. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash artfulvillage for more information. Uh, We're also going to get tips on how to set up a booth properly for a pop-up market as a vendor. We talk about the learnable moments from the first annual River Oaks Spring Fest car show with the man that put it all together. But before we get into that, this has been a fairly intense weekend, so I just wanted to let all of our listeners know that we try to put these videos out congruently. Like when I release the podcast for a new episode, I have the video up on YouTube. I'm not going to get to that tonight, but I will make sure that that's up Tuesday at latest. I'm going to get hot on that quick. Make sure you got the video and have that at your disposal ASAP. Shout out to our Patreon patrons. Justin Matinta has made a monetary contribution to this show for 23 months, and Angela Walker has been with us since this past February. Thank you all for making a monetary contribution through the Patreon app. I appreciate it. You guys are the future of the show. Special event alert. I know if you've been listening to the last few episodes here on Fort Worth Roots, you know that we have been talking about the 100th episode release party that we are in the process of putting together for you. And I do have a teaser of an update at the end of this episode. So if you have time, listen to the end. And I got a little bit of information on that. But the event I want to tell you about today is the 100th episode release party for our friends at the Funky Panther Podcast. On July 15th, join our friends at Panther Island Brewing at 6 p.m. for local Fort Worth podcast fun. We are proud of our friends at TFP and are looking forward to their 1,000th episode party at Times Square next year. Cheers, dudes. But seriously, go check them out. It's going to be a fun event. And, you know, you you like local podcasts here in Fort Worth. These guys have been named number one podcast in Fort Worth through Fort Worth Weekly three years in a row. So, okay. Last time I'll say it. July 5th. Well, last time I'll say it this episode. July 15th. Join our friends. Panther Island Brewing starts at 6 p.m. Lots of shenanigans. As more information comes out, we'll be sure to share that with you on the Facebook page and uh, in future episodes. Okay. I think I covered everything. Please give it up for our guests today, Mickey Wendell and Darren Houck. Thank you all for being here. Let's start the show. (laughs) 
that good? That's perfect. I sound louder now. Why does she sound so echoey or so like she's far away? Is that her I don't voice? know. That Is might that have been where microphone? the microphone was a minute ago. Well, I can see. I don't know that I, don't I hear, care. I don't hear that. How does she sound now? Try your voice out. Testing one, two, three. And Darren? Testing one, two, three. I'm it's going. way better, isn't it? Yeah. I like that. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> word. All right. So I'm here today with Darren Houck. And Mickey Wendell, excuse me. I did You're that good. at lunch with Mark Noble's name. <laughs> I was just sitting there and I was trying to think of Mark's name and I just totally blanked. Like, Jesus Christ, I've interviewed the guy. I've read two of his books. I should be able to remember that name. But we're here nah. at the Hauk residence. We tried to pull this off at Darren at Roofing Solutions by Daring Hauk, which is right down the street. And uh, we had a... Uh, technical difficulty with the air air conditioner so air conditioning has gone out and mark doesn't know it yet but you'll find out in the morning when he shows up we're to work. secretly hoping there's some kind of like mark nobles plug-in that he knows how to make some it work. trickery yeah right or a remote control or something he knows some magic so hopefully he knows that but you're a smart man and you keep your office right down the street from your house so this worked out yep. perfect yep. absolutely so over the past uh what three or four months i've just been driving the listeners nuts talking about river oak spring fest car show non-stop so we'll start with mickey yep. i want to talk about this event that you went to as the last <laughs> event that they're actually having at lola's mm-hmm. and you and your husband uh forefronted this right this was we, y'all's event. we helped out with it we didn't run it completely it's part of the north texas beard alliance which we're it's a club that we're part of um and i helped with the vendor side of it so they had a competition side they had um djs they had a whole event there but i helped out with some of the vendors so uh, and, and my husband and i set up a booth there as well but right. it was a beard competition um and they had a mullet contest they had a freestyle beard contest where these guys like put uh like face wax in their in their not face wax beard wax in their beard <laughs> um and made all kind of crazy shapes they had um I mean, we made Darren enter in the uh, the business beard category, which is, I think, one inch off the face is the, the longest it can be. And you got second uh, or third? My husband no, got. Oh, yeah. <laughs> husband oh, my husband got second beard. place in the red beard category. Okay. So they had Texas red beard, um, and he got second place. So we are very proud of that. That is currently <laughs> in the, hanging in the living room right now. <laughs> there were beards there that made ZZ Top look like nothing. Yeah. Oh. I mean, it was incredible. There was one man that had a beard below his knees and he was telling somebody that he's been in like 27 commercials he's been in four movies and i was like okay so how many wizards have you played because that's the only thing i could think of you playing at this point yeah that that warrants yeah. solid white and went down to his knees i've never seen it was impressive like it was impressive so just straight wizard yes yeah. i think so i think so i didn't get i didn't get a full conversation with him but that's all i can think of is he's got to be playing wizards <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and then like, what commercial would you be in? Definitely not know. any kind of food product. No, I'd hope not. I would hope not. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, there was a guy there that looked kind of like Wild Bill Hickok. That he, he said had been he said in that 1883. He was, and yes, he said that he was a he was a professional extra for some company in Dallas, and he'd done a bunch of westerns, and he was in the new 1883 that they did. Oh, cool! Down in the stockyards. So really, all I have to do, I don't have to be talented. Well, and I'm not saying these guys aren't talented. But it sounds like if I wanted to get my foot in the door, I don't have to really brush up on any skills. I just need you to just let need this to, go. Yeah, you just need to let it go just a little bit. <laughs> trim it a little bit. <laughs> and you would have had a very good... Uh, business beard, for uh, sure. Run at the business yeah. beard, yes. Mm-hmm. I, I was thrown in there with no... Uh, intentions whatsoever yeah. and so i didn't place but yours looks better than no, no special than, than some of the winners if they're not listening <laughs> <laughs> so 
It's okay if they are. They just know that they're lucky that I didn't show up with my business. That's period. right. <laughs> That's right. But it was a great. It was a great event. It. Um, was a complete charity event that helped uh, transforming trans- uh, Center for Transforming Lives in Fort Worth, which is a women's shelter in Fort Worth. Okay. So all yep. of the all of the proceeds went to that. That's very. And cool. there were a lot of cool cool there vendors was, there. That's what Mickey does a lot of. She puts on yeah. pop up markets, a lot of different places where people will hire her to come set up, mm-hmm. get the booths and all that. And she's got the vendors lined up. But I guess most of those vendors were. Most Some of them were lined up because they were beard related, yeah. Instead <laughs> yeah. of her norm, normal people that show up knowing that if she's doing it, it's worth going right. to. Right. So what other events do you have uh, coming up in the near future that, that maybe people can look forward to? So in the June 25th, we have, um, I run uh, what we call the Artful Village. And right now we're going to have one at the River Oaks Community Center in June, October, and December. Okay. Um, and then we'll have Spring Fest back in April again. So every season we'll have something in River Oaks for people to come um, and vend at and shop at. But the one in June, you can go to facebook.com slash artfulvillage and our application is there with indoor and outdoor. And it's all handmade vendors. I don't accept MLMs or any other. Um, it's all handmade things that art artists or people that have made by hand. Okay. So... How about podcasters? Um, you're welcome to come. <laughs> you're welcome to come always anytime. Welcome. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Very cool. Well, I'm sorry I missed out on the the beard event. Uh, it was the last one at Lola's. That would have been really cool to come to. But mm-hmm. I was telling Darren, who apparently has not seen the latest episode yet. But we were wrapping I'm, I'm not car. letting that hurt me. I'm not <laughs> letting that hurt my feelings. I look for it every Monday, and I just kind of don't feel like this is Monday. Wait, this is it Sunday. is Memorial Day, so that is <laughs> important. Every, trust yeah. me, I looked at the analytics this morning. I was like, yeah, that's everybody is, is checked out. Yeah. Oh, really? Yes, they're, they're not on their regular Monday schedule, you know. Well, I will promise you the sun will not go down before <laughs> I've heard that. Listen, so I apologize. It's, it's there. That's a great thing about podcasts. It's there whenever you're ready. You don't. You don't have you to. Go. That's the truth. <laughs> when totally you're talking about your event in June, that's mm-hmm. actually like a Fourth of July. It's like the. Last it is. It's the last. The last weekend before the Fourth of July weekend. Mm-hmm. So it, it's going to be a Fourth of July like summer themed um, event. And I really like pulling in new vendors that have never really done. Um, vendor shows before and helping out newbies and so that's what I the type of vendors I try to target for these type of shows because we can um, work through setups we can work through how to you know um, if you've never done a vendor event before as a vendor it's difficult to work through how how to put your booth together how to sell your items things like that and I like I like working with new people like that when you've got a lot of uh, vendors that have been working with you for years yes, now with the Archer sure. Village that they, and they take people under their wing all the time too exactly they're like little saying. mama bears helping people with displays of you know if you put that in the back put this in the front you're going to draw people in or mm-hmm. you know those kind of things I've, I've witnessed them don't just set your stuff on a table give, giving <laughs> tips out and, and those kind of things yeah now, I've only I've only been to two events so far since with with Fort Worth Roots and uh, Springfest was supposed to be the first one that I went to and last minute made it Southside I got invited over to Psychedelic Panther but um, anyway that to say what I have experienced working with the the vendor people mm-hmm. that go to these shows is that everybody's pretty helpful yes you know you, you kind of come together as a team and and get through the the day yes. whatever it takes you I, have to make friends with your neighbors yeah you have to cause you, know, you have to have bathroom breaks you're gonna have to have. there's that yeah <laughs> well and little things like the uh the spring fest we had over 100 vendors there right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. had big winds come blowing through there with all of these tents set up yeah there's only two tents 
awnings rather that were picked up and moved across and they were my wife and some of the people uh-huh. that she works with yeah. that don't do these vendor booths and know how to anchor them down i'm like uh don't think you're the only one with the wind but you should have listened and talked to some of these people out here these pros here nobody lost anything <laughs> so yeah yeah angela little and, things angela and her husband helped me out because i was right next to them and uh i, I didn't have enough stakes so they they hooked me up with some oh absolutely some really strong look like they were from uh it's not called army Sur- omaha omaha like, surplus yeah, yeah, yeah. look like they got it from omaha's or something it looked like military grade tent stakes right and uh they had taken some kitty litter containers and <laughs> filled them up with concrete and let it set and and they had the anchor in the top so they had their own right. i don't even know how much that must weigh probably 20 to 30 pounds worth of concrete well and he explained well, to me that what most people do is they'll take some kind of weight and put it on the ground and then anchor down to that well theirs are actually barely suspended so right. every bit of that weight is actually pulling down on it yeah that's hawk walker originals we'll plug them because they sure helped a lot with the uh spring fest they did for sure they uh, did. And I, I mean, all the trophies and everything other than the the great uh, best of show that i went on and on bragged about <laughs> wood post metalworks making and then right. all of a sudden my sister i didn't give her credit for them doing such an awesome job on all the other awards well so. episode 85 is covering the the river oak spring fest car show and if the listeners haven't checked that out yet mm-hmm. uh angela and her husband have a, a pretty good chunk of real estate of the video on the youtube version oh really yeah i got a little bit of video of him uh i'm not really sure what he was doing but he was working with wood and uh, carving something out so i got a little video of that and then there's a long just spot where i just stuck a big picture of them him him working the wood got the banner in the background so very cool so he brings out he's a wood turner so he brings his lathe out to shows and will will turn wood and make bowls make plates make all different Mm -hmm. types of stuff live Which is so and cool. one of the things he does a lot of is make the little bitty tops, tops for and kids then, and give them and then kids. he'll sit there and do it and take it off and show a kid how you spin it and and that's yeah. a that's a good crowd pleaser there mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> that's awesome so we gotta we gotta talk about it because we're gonna maybe look back on this uh next next season before we <laughs> start the planning for year two of the river oak spring fest car show um it, by everybody else's account it was an absolute success the people that brought out the cars the vendors uh the people that were there from the community just coming out to support and enjoy the the good weather and the five 450 acres out there at camp carter um it was a success and i, I know we've talked about this offline and um you, you're you're happy with the way things turned out but um are you still kind of a little bit euphoric that you know everything turned out as well as it did oh absolutely it was great and and you know it it takes a village i I like taking credit for most of that just because it was (laughs) maybe my idea to start with but uh and yeah mickey already said next april so i guess she's already got a calendar (laughs) out everybody spring fest there's not very many months we cannot do it (laughs) well everybody but me has said yes we're definitely doing it so yes i guess we're definitely doing all right it's official Mm -hmm. that's right so we have a, a a great uh podcast that's already committed to coming back and helping in the early days of planning we had the school system Castleberry isd the uh, superintendent and and all of her fine people came together and worked their tail off brought in lots of great volunteers the ymca mm-hmm. 
uh, provided tons of volunteers that just made everything look great. All I had to do was bring the weather. So, mm-hmm. yeah, couldn't have done it without your great weather. cars. We had two <laughs> giant car shows going on at the same time. So for us to get over two hundred cars with. The same weekend as the Pate Museum Swap Meet, which now has a car show in conjunction with that. That's probably a 50-year-old, uh, second-largest uh, swap meet in the nation. So people come from all over for that. So uh, that was definitely not planned that way. I, I started planning our event way in advance so we wouldn't clash with any major car shows. And there, there was that one and another one that were both huge car shows along with the sprinkling of the others and so to get as many cars and the quality of cars that we got uh, out was fantastic and uh we had the wiener mobile i just can't <laughs> I get so over that, that one <laughs> and, I, and i understand you interviewed the uh the hot doggers, hot doggers. yes they very cool great. proud of you for remembering that so. i keep wanting to call them the weenie people which yeah. is totally <laughs> right. i don't even think that's politically <laughs> correct but so and i don't know how many did either of you tour the inside of the i got a little bit of video in there and then i got super disappointed when i saw that other people had like taken pictures like sitting inside of it and i'm like well i, I could have done that but i i did get a, a a very good uh video of like the the inside of the of the vehicle and i took a look at the roof and i can't i think the, there's like clouds painted yeah, on the, or, the you know, sky painted on the top and yeah. the bottom the floor is painted like a big wiener with mustard yeah spilled across mustard. it and all that and everything is a pun i know i know yeah <laughs> and in in the episode for episode 85 you can hear me just cracking up because those girls just it was just one pun yes. after another and it was hilarious and i'm a big goofy shit anyway so it was <laughs> it, it was easy to crack me up but uh yeah and and that was an incredible story too because the, they start off i can't remember the state that they start off in now but they travel like seven wisconsin well, this, this like particular one, when they called states. us, they said that they were going to be in Louisiana. Is it okay if we stop by? Yeah. We're in River Oaks, Texas. That's not like, you exactly. know, we're in Arlington. We're going to come on by. We're right. in, the, you know, same county or whatever. But, uh, but yeah, I understand now. I, I knew nothing. And then when, after uh, learning they were coming, I got on YouTube and looked up. And really interesting story and i won't go into that since you obviously interviewed them but there's yeah. six of them nationwide that go around but when we first announced it immediately we got somebody from waco that was going to come up and bring their grandkids because they saw it. the wiener mobile yeah. in the 50s and they wanted to bring the grandkids <laughs> mm-hmm. somebody else came from oklahoma city here we've got millions of dollars worth of show cars <laughs> Everybody and we're traveling this, and and I tell you, there was there was one person that made some kind of a smart aleck remark about uh, how, why you know why that's a big deal coming. But I tell you what, when it rolled in to Camp Carter, there's all this commotion of ever stopped. Everybody's setting up booths and setting up their cars, and the Wiener Mobile pulls in, and everybody stopped and turned and pointed, and I guarantee you, there was nothing but smiles in the house and myself i just chuckled i just couldn't you know you just don't see that driving down no, the road no and i mean it, like you said it to see it in a picture or an image is one thing but whenever it comes rolling up 
Right. And I, I saw it come in too, yeah. and I'm like, "Oh, the wiener mobile!" <laughs> like, right. Yeah, everybody like was a excited. Kid again. It was so cool, and like, really, I'd like to see the thing blown apart on a blueprint so I could see the mechanics of it because it's just so wild looking. Yeah. Um, and at it, one time, it was made out of a motorhome. Now they've gone back and this and the prior generation were both made off of a more like a step van mm-hmm. platform because the motorhome one they would go to places like camp carter and hit trees and they were mm-hmm. have, had tall. limitations yeah. yeah but i tell you the best thing i heard researching all that was some of the uh, hot doggers being interviewed talking about how cool it is driving down the freeway going somewhere and you're just driving down the freeway and everybody's honking and waving and pointing and taking your picture and he said but then when you have to get off the freeway <laughs> it doesn't matter if you need gas it doesn't matter if you're going to a hotel heaven forbid you need to eat to eat you know uh, it's two hours take a because whenever break. you get off all of a sudden there's at least five or six cars that get off behind you to find out where you're going and then they want to see it so if we're pumping gas we're still having to give tours right right <laughs> and you're representing the whole organization That's so you right. can't look hey come on yeah, you're always on i'm off the clock <laughs> yeah, and those those guys are uh, recent uh, marketing graduates. They said so, and they so did I, it for one year. I asked her that, and I was like, "So this would probably be best for somebody coming out of uh, college, like with a marketing degree or something like that as their major." And she's like, "No, no." And so I, I looked it up online, and yeah, unfortunately for those of you that didn't uh, spend a bunch of money and go to college, you you got to have a degree. You gotta, Is that right? Yeah, to, 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 to be a hot dog. But it does not have to be a marketing degree. Okay. All right. So just to, just to clarify that. But what a, what, a, what, a, what a story for the rest of your life, you know, no matter yeah. what. Yeah. You know, anyway. That'd be a cool uh, family photo to have in the hallway. All right. Yeah, there's me when I was uh, 22. <laughs> right. I was driving that hot dog cross country. Uh, yeah, so, you know, Spring Fest, we've got to come up with something so you can have all your listeners call in with what – what hook can we have? That's a hard yeah. one to beat to have something uh, uh, unique to show up this time. Yeah. How are you going to beat that? Well, um, we need to get in their ear now and tell them, hey, we really appreciate you coming out. Thank you so much. We're going to go ahead and require you to be at next year. That's oh, right. I've already filled out the request form. I don't even know what date it's going to be. <laughs> but every Saturday. <laughs> yeah, every Saturday in April. <laughs> <laughs> nice because nice. you can you if you have an event you can request that they come now they may not come right you can you can go on the website and i and, and i can tell you that um 30 years ago we had a car show mm-hmm. and our major sponsor was uh win dixie um, mm-hmm. a lot of people don't even remember those but grocery stores they had the pig did a, right they had what didn't they have the pig wasn't that their thing? No, that's Piggly Wiggly. Oh, okay. I remember that too. I'm telling my age now. <laughs> so are you. Uh, but anyway, yeah, they were just a local, kind of semi-local regional chain, yeah. I guess. But uh, they bought a lot of hot dogs, and they one of their regional manager assured us that they could get the Wienermobile there. We weren't able to get them. There. <laughs> oh, wow. But but then here you here are. They fast show forward up. to the River Oak Springs right. NASCAR. So, absolutely. Yeah, that was really, that was a big moment. And then it uh, looks like, was the North, North Texas uh, Jeep Club out there? Is that who that was? Well, there's a lot of those type clubs. This particular one, I always get it wrong, and I'm a member, so I'm really... Uh, <laughs> it is the DFW-Texas Four-Wheel Drive Club. So you nailed te- it. It's Texas Four-Wheel Drive Club, but this was like the DFW chapter. Yeah great bunch of guys and a couple of them are are from here and 
in River Oaks. Uh, shout out to Richard Anthony and and Trey McCaddy. They're, they've both become uh, good friends of mine. We go off-roading with them. And the difference is you don't have to have a Jeep, just four-wheel drive. So, therefore, my wife and I can bring our little Honda Talon four-wheel drive side-by-side to their events. And there's quite a few others of those. But I walked past that on the way in here. Yeah. That yes. thing's pretty pretty damn cool it's it's pretty fun we we have a lot of fun with it we we enjoy traveling with it so but uh but those guys you know they they, it started uh you know social media talking about this car show coming and and they started a little banter back and forth one of them said i think i could get worst interior the other one said something (laughs) like i think i can get the most scratched up fender and i said you know you guys really have some awesome rigs they are not the show quality paint because they use them but i I said, you know, this is all about the kids, and I think kids would really enjoy those. Yeah. I wish you'd bring them out. I think that would be great. And they they did that for me, and I'm very grateful that they did. Uh, and then the club ended up uh, doing a sponsorship as well, so we we appreciate that. I was I was telling them, you know, I'm sure that I can get somebody to bring some big boulders out there, and we'll park the cars, you know, on these boulders and stuff, and make them really look cool for the little kids to see. They said, no, you don't need boulders. We we got it. And, and then yeah, what they did was pretty cool. Yeah. I've never seen that before. I've either. They were able to. Uh, maybe we can put a shot up there. I've got some photos. Yes, yeah, but me. they put. Uh, they would park the wheel on top of each other's wheel, <laughs> lined yeah. up in a row. So it was pretty unique. Yeah, you had a, a a jeep in the middle, and then you had a jeep on the left or the right. And I guess the middle jeep had his wheels cocked to the side, and then the uh, the two jeeps on either side were using that jeep's wheels, wheels to, to run to up prop on. up one side <laughs> of the jeep. It was wild. I just hadn't seen that, and I, I would have thought that the weight would be detrimental to. Mm-hmm. the lower vehicle but uh, and it was also parked that way all day yeah all day <laughs> yeah yeah and these these guys i mean it really is is so amazing to watch them in action i mean we go with our little side by side and we'll we'll uh struggle to get over so every now and then we'll have something we can maneuver around them because we're small enough that we can go somewhere they can't but then they just roll right over it they go over boulders mm-hmm. bigger than my car i've i've never uh i certainly wouldn't uh uh, challenge them because right. I think they could go right over mine and smush it without mm-hmm. any problems. But I see those guys going up; they go up hills that if I pull up to it, I would just hit it straight on like a wall. <laughs> and somehow they managed to go up and over our our last little event last weekend or weekend before. We had a guy; he's got beadlock wheels which locked the tire to the wheel. He had a flat. And he said, let's go. We're sitting there trying to figure out how to get his tire changed. Oh, that's right. He drove for another two hours with a flat tire. And, uh, you know, not only that, he was going over things that I couldn't even fathom. With with inflated tires. Right, exactly. So, you know, they run them with about two pounds of pressure anyway where they look flat. So the the tires uh, will wrap around these rocks and pull them up. Yeah, that's wild. But they are a great, great bunch of guys, and I'm very appreciative that they – came out to help with our event where the where do they do this kind of stuff whenever they get together to go rock climbing and stuff well they have a big event every year it's kind of where we originally met them uh, one of my neighbors was going and mentioned it to us um uh they go they have a mega run which is a big rally out in east texas at a place in gilmer texas called uh, uh barnwell mountain recreation area and it is uh 
I don't know, thousands of acres of, of off-road. And then they go there and they, uh, not only is there just group off-road rides and all that, but they do things like barrel races, just like the horses do. They'll mm-hmm. set up barrels and That's hilarious. race. They have a rock garden <laughs> that has rocks the size of automobiles that they, not only do they go over them, which I couldn't even go across it, but they time it to see who can go over it the fastest. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they have King of the Hill and some other really serious uh, hill climbing type challenges that make all of it uh, not only fun to participate, but it, it's fun to watch your buddy, uh, you know, like myself. I can't go over that rock garden, couldn't even fathom it, but I really enjoy watching my friend win it, you know, yeah, which yeah. one of these guys, both of those guys I was mentioning, uh, both won at that uh, at that event this year. But um, we went to Oklahoma this last trip, uh, first time I've ever been there with them. Uh, we've been several times, but Crossbar Ranch is a place in Davis, Oklahoma, okay. owned by Davis, Oklahoma, a smart little small town that's uh, wise enough to take some of their uh, resources and use it in a good way. So it's the same people that own uh turner falls okay is that a water park that yes uh so that's Sounds owned familiar. by the city of davis and the adjoining uh land right next to it is 6500 acres that they've made into an off-road park so Damn. they've got some rv spots there you can uh come out there and park and spend the weekend riding they actually mm-hmm. have an on-site facility where you can rent razors mm-hmm. uh, and in fact Mickey and her husband and my son and daughter-in-law, we all went out there, I guess, probably last year about this time. We went out there and took ours and then rented a four-seater for them, and everybody kind of took turns riding. And Man, that sounds like a going blast. To, it is. And did y'all, did y'all have to go whenever you're ready to go. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm, you know, I've got a lot of extra time on my hands lately. This, um, this time <laughs> next week, we'll be at Mount Rushmore with ours. So. <laughs> when, when y'all went up to Oklahoma for, uh, you said the Davis... Uh, what, what what did you call that park? Crossbar Ranch. Crossbar Ranch. Mm-hmm. Did y'all did y'all take your own RV? We did. Yeah, okay. we have a toy hauler, which is like a travel oh, trailer right. that you the back that. door rolls down, and mm-hmm. we actually drive it inside. And so, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's what we do there. There are some. I think uh, when Mickey and them came with mm-hmm. us, uh, might have been before we had the RV. Even there's some right outside of the park. There's a private place there that rents some cabins out there so it's close okay. enough that uh you can rent those cabins and still drive your off-road vehicle yeah. to the park without you know having to trade it that's with really whatever, cool so. yeah i'd like to see that yeah and there's a few of them around there's one down in marble falls called adventure falls mm-hmm. that we enjoy and it has rvs and quite a few cabins there um same kind of thing so these toys are so expensive though i don't think i would ever be able to take a you know off the factory floor it's 40 by the time you get done with your aftermarket suspension tires and all the other <laughs> gizmos you got an eighty thousand dollar vehicle that you're just you know rocking around <laughs> on giant boulders and facing imminent destruction in a roll cage with your five-point harness i mean i don't know surely there's no insurance that covers that <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, is Jake at State Farm going to answer so with a smile on his face when I call a, him and tell him I just rolled that thing <laughs> down a hill? Well, I've already totaled one. So Ooh. we had a Can-Am that, that shocked me. I mean, we hit a rock and uh, took it to the shop to see about uh, what what it was going to cost. And they said, you know, you, you need to call your insurance company. I said, I was off-roading in a four-wheel drive vehicle 
and it was a fluke thing where the rock actually um, cracked the uh, gear housing, and it was mm. just that this one particular thing, the mechanic said, you know, of all things to do to this one vehicle, they're easy to work on, but you really have to take everything apart, take the whole engine out, put it on the bench, rebuild it all, put it all back together, and so basically the labor of doing all that is there, there's very few things you could do that would just total this, but he said, you, you found know, it. I think this is going to be total. You need to <laughs> So called the insurance company, and they they covered it, and I, that shocked me. I thought, yeah. you know, they said, yeah, they cover them for flood. You know, you take it and drive it into a lake, and you're going to pay for. So they did not. Uh, progressive Insurance, shout out to them, and they. <laughs> this is in the middle of COVID, and I literally had a check in my hand within a week wow. after having that looked at. I mean, they really got somebody out there immediately and that was our salvation because when everybody was on lockdown man we were out there getting away from everybody yeah. <laughs> uh, you know and and really we're that was our uh, our way of getting away from it all that's awesome um so before we move on it, the uh the River Oak Spring Fest Car Show. Last thing I wanted to bring up. It's a really healthy metric to talk about the success of the show. <laughs> the food trucks. There was a food truck that came out to this thing, and they uh, they sold out within the first few hours. Mm-hmm. They had no more food to give anybody. They had, like, one item, but nobody wanted it. Yeah. Um, and I talked to them, like, what happened? They're like, well, we just had no idea the turnout was going to be like this. We so, didn't either. <laughs> yeah, nobody did. Nobody could have anticipated it. So anyway, the food trucks next year will be much more prepared than they were this year. But well, more of them we had. Yeah. So so Mickey yeah. Mickey does a great job of taking care of her vendors in that she makes sure there's not repeats. You know, five vendors selling the same product. Right, right. So she limits, you know. And that includes food trucks. I'm not going to have two barbecue trucks. I'm not going to have two whatever. And we had five food trucks lined up and only three showed up. So, and that happens. That totally happens and it's not a big deal. But suddenly there was an issue about (laughs) 1 p.m. that we're going to have fixed. And we we had other people that wanted to set up and sell things uh, yeah specifically the school district mm-hmm. had some fundraisers and we went to them early on said you know this is going to be a great event we're going to bring people here if you've got you know if you want to set up like carnival booths and all that to where you can raise money we will give you the booth space no problem we'd love to have you there Absolutely. well that's what they kind of all wanted to do was, was concession sell stand? concession type stuff um, and we and turned them down which we wouldn't have if you had another but we're protecting two no shows yeah, yeah. And uh. so, yeah, two of them didn't show up. So, but uh, those things always happen. They had greener pasture somewhere else. Yeah. They thought. They thought. <laughs> yeah. And we certainly had a lot of others that wanted to do it. So next year it won't be a problem. Mm-hmm. We already have some people lined up that uh, really wanted to do it this time. Well, I and hope you get to bring those Cajun folks back because I really wanted to try their food. I didn't have any of that either. And I <laughs> saw somebody had this bowl that just looked fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I uh, I asked, well, where did you get that? I'm getting, he says, this is the very last bowl. <laughs> oh, no. They scraped the bottom to give this to me and they shut the window and started locking up. I said, you're kidding me. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. I went over there. I th- I thought people were out of their minds because I d- I don't remember what the other food truck was, but it was right next to the Cajun place or 
trailer and I'm coming up to that thing and I'm thinking, well, they're either closed or these people are out of their minds because mm-hmm. the line should be here, right, in front of that trailer. So I walked over there pretty much anticipating that they were out, closed, something was up. Right. So I, my disappointment was already taken care of before they told me <laughs> that they were out. But yeah, I, I hope they make it out next year. That would be great. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, sure. we'll definitely look for that one. Um, yeah, I know. Uh, well, no use mentioning what didn't show up anyway. But we did have a little variety and and all that lined up. But you can't ever, you never second guess any of it. Um, you know. Yeah. Well, you you let me know when we're going to start advertising for this thing. We're going to do it even bigger this this coming year. I think it's going to be exciting. The the everything about it. I've done car shows. I was figuring it out the other day. I did my first car show thirty five years ago, uh-huh. and. Uh, you know, always the first one is the hardest. And if you have a success, which this one, by all means, talking to the people attending the car show, there was there was mistakes made. Sure. We, we learned sure. from our mistakes and, and all that. But everybody uh, has reported back to me they can't wait. You know, first of all, they start asking for a fall show. Well, that's not going to happen. <laughs> but, oh, come uh, on. You know, so. <laughs> not this year, at least. Yeah. So next year will be. I really anticipate it'll be a thing of either us having limits, how many come and selling out kind of scenario, other than the fact that that beautiful facility at Camp Carter, you know, it just looks like we could keep coming up with places to put more cars. So yeah. I don't think that's an issue. It's a matter of the logistics that we went through this time of yeah. getting the cars registered, getting the car's all judged and and some of those uh, logistical problems that i thought i had already experienced enough times to not have that issue we we had some of those issues but so to our people that brought classic cars out to this event understand that we know there were issues and those will not happen this next year that's right absolutely that's right probably new ones but we won't go there (laughs) well there's always going to be issues with an event this size it's how you handle them is and how you try and fix them is what makes a difference yeah learn from our mistakes yeah were there enough toilets this isn't an issue i ran into it was or was not was not uh, just wonder i don't think so i didn't I mean, see any big we, lines. we got four more than what i thought we needed okay. we, we ordered an extra four uh the request of ymca and i have not plus the ones ymca has on, on. yeah they have uh, I'm sure. Grounds. I'm sure they have several yeah. on the grounds that weren't even used because people weren't really there. But right. they had regular. Uh, they have very good restroom facilities. Yeah, already. they do. They do. So half of it, we went and had signs made with just arrows saying restroom, so people would be aware that they were there. Yeah. So I don't yeah. know how well that worked out. But once again, that's kind of where we're planning on meeting back together here pretty soon. Right. Uh, and kind of going over everything and learning our mistakes and right. find out, you know, like I say, I know some things that went wrong. And luckily, the public that I've talked to didn't see it, doesn't realize that. Yeah. Uh, if you were at the award ceremonies, you saw me stumbling a lot because of some <laughs> of our registration problems that snowballed uh, throughout the day of uh, something as simple as having a number <laughs> registered to a car and then all of a sudden trying to hand out an award and not know. Which car? Who, what who car? Owns the car? <laughs> car number forty-one won something. I don't know what the cars are. Who yeah. owns it? Um, now well, the best in show car, that black Lincoln. 
was so yes. pretty. <laughs> is that that one that had that really deep paint? Like it was just. It, I think so. Yeah, right? my understanding is it was a, yes, black. Just forty-seven Lincoln. Nineteen forty-seven. It looked like it came in from the showroom, and if you actually read the guy's description mm-hmm. to really appreciate what it was, it was a true barn find, meaning that. And I don't know the the, the real history. There's a lot happened since uh, reading that right. one sign, but. Uh, this is a car that was put away somewhere and and unburied with two inches of dust on it and yeah. cleaned up and meticulously gone back through and polished and all that. But it was not a restored car. Oh wow! It was mm-hmm. a car that was in original condition. Damn. And a lot of people don't understand that. Somebody asked, "How in the world did a 1947 car beat this beautiful car that just came out of res- you know, uh, full restoration?" Well. From a judge's standpoint, I was a judge for many years with the Texas Show Car Association, and that's part of what you do is that there is a value put on uh, a All car original. that has the original yeah. paint on it with a scratch or two. Yeah. Versus can a perfect be bought paint job. versus if you got yeah. enough money, you can put an awesome paint job on anything. Right, right. Uh, the cost of that nowadays is staggering to most people. But, uh, you know, $20,000 for a... a show car paint job is not outrageous yeah. in this day and well, age well it's eight grand to get it primer grade right right that's right yeah. you know so and that is why we now see the new trend in patina <laughs> yeah rusted looks good now doesn't it yeah <laughs> this is real popular <laughs> right right shake my word for it yeah. <laughs> well before we get too far away from artful village um you guys shared the story with me um Whenever we were kind of looking through the, uh, what I'll call the auxiliary building over there at the uh, uh, Roofing Solutions by Darren Houck. And um, I, w- I wanted to share that with the listeners because that, that's a pretty cool story. And it's it's awesome that it's still going on today. It's, mm-hmm. it's uh, moved from one shell to another, but mm-hmm. uh, it carries on. So yes. you guys took this extra space and made it into what Artful Village one day became. Yes. So you you want to start? I'll start okay. it out. Because he start, he started it. So so uh, we had the property there where our roofing company is, and for those that haven't seen it, we have three different separate buildings there. He owns them all. Kind of. Uh, <laughs> uh, very small buildings, but there's three of them. We got about an acre there in, in River Oaks, and we, my wife and I, had been to Green down in the hill country, like where Green Hall is, and. I guess started there seeing some of these old buildings that had been turned into rental space with different shops with these handmade items and sometimes antiques and stuff but usually this handmade market Um, we went to Austin has what they call the Austin flea which is a unique concept where um, I think it was like one Saturday a month like the first Saturday of every month they would go to a bar and then on friday night the bar would move all their furniture over to one side and make it opened up and saturday morning they would have this pop-up market with all these handmade uh jewelry and art and different things like that and i just we had gone through the phase of having a rental property there where we would fix up the building not knowing who would rent it so you fix it up kind of g- generically and all that and then somebody moves in they stay there for a year they try their luck at their business i think in every case i'm thinking of the businesses ultimately just failed for yeah. no reason having to do with location but uh 
but so uh, what happens is you know towards the end most of the time or it seems like everything we had it rented to it would uh, uh, you know they struggle and then end up going a month without paying and then leave in the middle of the night mm. and then we <laughs> figure that out we come back in you spend a month fixing it back up then you spend a couple of weeks or a month getting it rented again you know at the end of it all you know if you break even in my case if we broke even on the rent you know it that was a lucky scenario so we started uh seeing some of these and started thinking how cool it was it was a great atmosphere i, I love art i'm not an artist never have been um uh want to be artist want to be musician you know not good at any of them but uh, it was a fun environment and, and so we took the idea of kind of doing like a uh, antique mall where we divided the building into small sections and uh, rented out space um I knew you didn't turn that off. <laughs> <laughs> Who is it? Put him on speaker. But it's Mark. <laughs> Mark Nobles. Yes, sir. You'll do anything to get on a podcast, won't you? What I do? <laughs> you called in the middle of a podcast. Are you, are you recording? Yes. <laughs> Mark Nobles, welcome no, to the Four Words Roots podcast. Why'd you have your damn phone on? <laughs> <laughs> you know me. Just a quick question. When you go to work tomorrow, you you coming to work tomorrow? Yes, sir. You expecting it to be air-conditioned? <laughs> no. Okay. Well, I mean... No I worries, mean, then. We're good. <laughs> oh, there's already a problem. <laughs> I expect it to be air-conditioned when I turn on the air conditioning. Yeah, so... Hope that works for you. <laughs> We're, we are now okay. doing a podcast at my house, so uh, we didn't know if you had a secret code to turning it on or turning it down i think our i think we gotta buy an air conditioner this week Uh oh. tomorrow right. well unless you got a remote hiding somewhere yeah do you have a remote you don't use your remote for that do you no no it's just on and off and up arrow and a down arrow yeah none of those work by the way <laughs> took me about three punches to get it turned on we left. It didn't ever cool down. It's now running as we speak at 85 degrees. Oh. So, I guess I... Are you you back in town? I'm uh, 20 miles outside of Dublin. Okay. Well, give me a Dr. Pepper. Oh, you can't do that. I'll just have to go to Grumps. Never mind. See ya. Ask him if he's got any public All events right. coming up. You got any public events coming up? No. No, I do not. All right, we'll check back. You should. We would have been plugging you. <laughs> I know. Or since you don't, we'll act like we would have. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all have fun. Safe travels. travels. Thank you, man. Bye. <laughs> I just open the window tomorrow at work. Yeah. Yeah, you do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See ya. Ninety-five degree uh, window. Yeah. yeah, they're all plate glass windows, uh, so they don't open. Yeah. So, good luck with that. So, sorry, I got some editing for you to do there, but mm, well, some of it will get edited out. But I, you I, should I, keep some of that. I like random stuff like that. <laughs> Who was it that walked in on us? We got the mailman, and then your son walked. <laughs> My in. My son Ryan. Last time we were over at the office. Yes, I like uh, that. Shout stuff. out to Ryan Howe. And then uh, in between that and now, he's had a couple of. Uh, professional development moments hasn't he didn't he just get promoted 
Yeah, I think he's, uh, well, he's taking his test for E5, and excuse me if I get this wrong, but I believe that's correct. He is taking his test for E5 and not, I guess, got the official word back yet. Yeah. Uh, but knows that he did quite well on it, but he was awarded the Blue Jacket Award. What which is that? I don't exactly That's know, okay. but it's very rare. I talked to another Navy friend of mine, shout out to Phil, and he told me that uh, there's only like four a year, once a quarter, so okay. four times a year. Per, uh, per command? or No, nah, I mean, Ryan was saying other people that got it were in Colorado Springs, and so I think it's four oh, nationwide, okay. if wow. I understand right, anyway. Uh, but he's accelerated really fast, and I'm really proud of him. That's awesome. Proud, Absolutely. proud Papa moment. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, anyway, well, I guess uh, we can we edit made it anywhere it up you to, want to we, the Artful Village. Yeah. I was stretching it out way too far. So the bottom line is we, we divided the place up and started renting it out uh, to once once a month on a given you know like the first saturday of every month we had this art show where vendors would come in we we did things unique to our place in that um, i furnished tables and tablecloths and all that so it had a little bit of a uniform look but these vendors that are doing pop-up shows everywhere could leave their pop-ups at home they could come in set up on the tables and tablecloths that we had for them there um, so a little bit less work on them was part of the idea we had air conditioning um then we got the idea there was a little backyard area that we i put fences up and uh ultimately built a little stage in the back and we had a little bit of a little break area back there next thing you know people are wanting to be there and so we've we've put vendor booths out there it, it went on for several years i think that newspaper article we read i think it was 2014 that or 13 right i think so i think it was 13 yeah, I'm and not that sure. Was, so, I have to go back. And oh, because we said eight years, so it was fourteen. It would have been fourteen. You're yeah. right. You're right. Okay. So, you know, back to the original thing. When when we were kind of going around looking at these places, we kind of started counting out. You know, you know what a space should rent for, and and my original thoughts: one day a month, we could work one day a month and get the same amount that we would get renting it to somebody else for the year. Right. And I'd have more control over the property not getting destroyed and things like right. that. And of course, you know, in sign hindsight, you know, you don't just work a day for a day's event. You work several days. You know, yeah. now there's landscaping and mowing, and I was building awnings and advertising stages and advertising and all that. And it was just a really fun <laughs> event that was not probably not the best business model as we did it. <laughs> and uh, I, as you know, I'm in the roofing business actually, and. Uh, March 19th, 2016, um, I remember getting a phone call at 6.30 in the morning with somebody telling me they had hail hit their roof, needed me to get out there, a good friend of mine. And I said, yeah, I don't think you had that bad of hail. Hail doesn't normally hit early in the morning. And he said, well, all our skylights are busted out. Damn. Oh, I'll be there in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so... The uh, sideline of having this other business didn't make sense. Uh, Mickey had already started taking it over at that point because she was... Uh, I was doing my student teaching. Yeah. And so I was working 
all through college I went to school full-time and I worked full-time but with student teaching I couldn't work anymore so I had to I had to quit my job to go do this internship in order to get my degree and I was like what what side gigs can I can I do so I was making <laughs> candles I was he, we we had like a uh, painting parties that I, I took over and I helped with that and then took over the Artful Village from there and um we did close it at that building, but then we call, we call them the Shirley's at the community center. Two, two yes. women that run the community center are both named Great Shirley. Women. And I don't remember if they approached you when I was with you or if they just approached you and said, we'd like to do this here. I know. They, and he well, was from like, the no, day, I'm not going to do it. And I was like, I'll do it. <laughs> from, from day one, they wanted us to, to bring it there. Of course, we had, you know already put a lot of work into the building before day one so sure. the first time they saw why don't y'all do this at the community center it's so much bigger and so much and it was but so that's where mickey ended up uh she i guess she ran it where it was for probably a year yeah. and then yeah it, it evolved into i guess she started school again so then doing yeah, bigger my, shows less my often. big kid teaching job and i did right. <laughs> the first couple of years i couldn't concentrate on anything else so so she started doing bigger shows less often but bigger shows in other locations yeah. and like i say, i'm proud of her because i've talked to vendors that started out with our original uh that moved with us to this location and stayed with us right they've been sure. to other events and like you know one of them uh, shout out to Rhonda Burns since I seem oh, to she's be amazing. Doing, yeah. doing shout outs this time you know she's first one to sign up and I'm like how'd you hear about this or what i'm glad to see you here she said if y'all are putting it on i'm in i know yeah. that it's going to be a good show y'all can do everything there is to get people here and all you got to do is get customers i can sell my products yeah. you know and so uh but anyway there's been several people that i've had tell me about how great mickey is about not just taking the money because people see pop up they all think they can do it they go you know take a restaurant or whatever <laughs> and start putting up awnings and selling them but yet then you end up with five people selling Cincy and uh, all five of them are mad and then the there's nothing wrong are, with Cincy but you can't have five, five got people, eight people selling protein shakes exactly exactly <laughs> it's not fair to anybody so and I've seen the same thing with car shows where everybody sees one and they think they can put one on but sure but uh if you if you handle it right and actually turn some people down it makes the other people more valuable to the customer base and to the vendors and then they want to come back to your event next time because it's better for everybody it's better for the uh the consumers and the consumers now know that when mickey emails them says there's a show they want to be there so yeah that's, that's my awesome. goal at least that's my goal so do you have a another step to that? Do you have a like what what's your what's your ultimate goal with this? Do you do you see yourself putting on some kind of crazy event in the future, or do you just want to continue well, to build a reputation? With Spring Fest was for sure the biggest event I've done, and I wasn't sure if it was going to go well. It went well, and I'm more confident now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, I would like to do more. Um, we had sort of talked about even approaching other cities or approaching other and doing a similar like offering to put on similar events in other communities. Um, but I'm totally open to that. And um, so, yeah, I we my husband and I do vendor shows all the time as as vendors um, with our company Woodpost Metal Works. And we sell metal signs. And so um finding good shows is is hard to do and so i i try really hard to make sure we're one of those good shows no, i, I want guys, that reputation yeah i'm sorry to cut you off no I didn't please mean to do, do that um i was just gonna uh 
bring up that I, I saw you guys at Arts Goggle. Mm-hmm. Uh, Woodpost Metalworks was there, and the first thing, <laughs> of course, everybody saw. You saw Dino. <laughs> as soon as you come around the corner, you're like, Dinosaur, look it. And it, that was, cool? it was so cool. He yeah. sold within the first hour or two. I was really afraid we were going to have to take that stupid thing home because it's so big. Well, <laughs> that's the second one. That's the second one we sold at Arts Goggle. So. And you said, because the way it's put together is in pieces, but that's tack welded together. It is. It is. So you're not taking so it, that apart. It looks, no, you cannot. Yeah. It, it looks like a th- one of those me, wooden. And you're not lifting it either. No. Yeah. No. Tell me either. It looks like one of those 3D puzzles that you glue together, the wood ones, but it's metal and we welded it together. Yeah. It's a saw. <laughs> Solid piece. It is. It's a solid yeah. piece. My smart idea was, would well, you know, set two up and then have all the rest of them stacked in boxes. But the, I would totally that, do that. I just don't know how many yeah, people sell weld. the puzzle. You know? <laughs> sell the puzzle, but when you drop a part, you got a broken toe. Yeah, oh, that's true too. That's, that's true one too. idea. You could just have like a crate kit. Like we've put this together for you. However, you can save five dollars by tack welding it yourself. <laughs> right? Have fun. And then one of my favorites, if you look there on the cliff, my Bigfoot. You'll see. Oh yeah, you got the Bigfoot. They've got a life size one now. We I make it. We that make was them probably up to the first one you built, wasn't it? I, it one request? of the fir- that was the first one with um, yardsticks that we built by okay. request. Great grabbing the camera because we're, we're robbing the audience and Tanya I'm sorry I know Darren's looking at some of the stuff on the patio going Ooh. is the fire pit on the patio too but it, 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 this is the best view in River Oaks slash Fort Worth do you see the fire right pit here. they made me to the straight in front of you I don't know. Oh if you, yeah, I don't yeah, know if you yeah. Can see it. It's got junk well, on it. I don't think this camera is going to do it any justice, but that's so, okay. yeah, it's pretty cool. It's it's they can do those for others, but it's you know as you know I've got the seventy two suburban, so one end of it is a, a seventy two like a seventy two C ten truck uh, is what when one end of the pit is, and then it's got a. Uh, well, because of yours, we just did two two front ends because right. you don't have a truck. You're right. suburban. Make you feel. Send me some pictures of that. I'll put it up I on the absolutely YouTube will. video. I absolutely will. That's a big one with the Jeep guys. They have one that has the Jeep grill on one end, but it makes mm-hmm. a great great fire pit. Y'all are in the really metal. <laughs> Y'all are in the middle of a cell of one of those Jeep grills. Whenever yeah, I, we sold I one. At the, <laughs> okay. Yeah, we brought one, thinking yeah. that we would we would either sell it at Arts Goggle, and if not, Spring Fest was the next weekend where there was going to be a ton of Jeeps, so I figured yeah. they lost out. They yeah. did. They did. Well, now what's cool about those two, even mine, is that they they actually have pins where you could oh, right. pull it apart, and yeah. they would fold flat. You can break that for, down. For, yeah, it still so. weighs 50 pounds, but it does. Right. at least it's not taking up volume. It does, yeah. but if you wanted to like put it away for the summer... You could. Right. Or take it on a trip. Yeah. Yeah. It's just really heavy. <laughs> <laughs> well, where can people find your stuff at Woodpost Metalworks? Woodpostmetalworks.com is our website. Um, that's going to be the cheapest place that you can find things. We are also on Etsy and eBay and Amazon and all that stuff. But um, our shop is in Eagle Mountain Lake area. Mm-hmm. And so we also do... Um, like custom business signs. We've done a few of those. We've done, uh, we do fence and gate work, privacy panels, anything with metal. My husband can figure out how to make it work. Okay. <laughs> so, He's done an awesome job. Yeah. I'm so proud of him. And y'all do CAD? I mean, you, yeah, you were like, uh, can you make a trophy? And he goes, yeah, sure, I can make a trophy. <laughs> I got to send you the beard trophy. That's an, yeah. Got photos of that. <laughs> oh, I guess I've seen it yet. Well, the guy had to get on a plane and I guarantee you his oh, award. He, I think he ended up leaving it because <gasps> he was from the UK and he's oh, like, I no. can't get this back home. So we're going to try and figure out how to get it get it to him <laughs> oh see that refrigerator 
It was. It was. That's about the size. No, it was forty oh inches God. tall, so it was. It was. It was hefty. It was big. Dang. I mean, he tried to Very lift cool. it over his head, and he couldn't do it. Oh really? <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. It was huge. It was but really that was cool. the goal. They told us. They said, "We want you to make a trophy, but we want you to make it difficult for someone to get on a plane." And Manly. Ryan's like, "Okay, <laughs> I can do that." Challenge accepted. And that speaks to the show. I was kind of unaware of all that, but it's. It's Holy a big enough show that people come from all over yeah. for it, and and the beard showed, like I say. Well, there, well, yeah, there were some. I call them trophy chasers. They, they they just, I'm sure their house is full of beard trophies, but it's they they have impressive beards. I can't <laughs> get it. Get it. <laughs> are they going to do it again uh, next year? They are. I don't know when if it's going to stay in. This is the first time they did May. They uh-huh. did, um, they usually do it in December. Um, I hope they stay in May. Okay. But um, it was hot, so I don't know. If, I'll start growing know. this bad boy. That was, a, yeah. that was the last event at Lola's before they yeah. moved right. to their new location. Yeah. So, yeah. But you said they're going to be opening up in about a week at the That's new location. That's what the bartender told me. I don't know well, how. We'll, we'll keep an eye out. But of course, she has to work, so I'm sure she, she knows when she's going to go back to work. Yeah. <laughs> right. And it may not be. You know, even their current one is not. Uh, I can't see it being longer than a month. I can't. Well, I'm saying they're, they're, the location they had didn't happen overnight. So yeah. it may be that they're open in, in one form, but not the same thing that we might see a year from now. Yeah. Correct, yeah. Uh, and then Fred's is open now. Yeah. Uh, we lost Fred's over there off the 7th Street area, but it has uh, recently opened up at uh, just off of Camp Bowie. And what's that cross street? Is that uh, 377? Al- Altamir. Altamir. Which kind of becomes 377 yeah. but yeah, yeah altamir and highway 80 or camp Bowie west depending on how long you've been here right right and it is the old steak and ale building yeah it is most like most recently been buffalo west i believe yes i didn't know it was a steak and ale but i, I was walking around that thing because i had some time to kill yeah you know, if you were <laughs> there for, get in. <laughs> yeah if you were there for the first weekend you know you had to wait two hours to get a oh burger but it was worth it whatever Right. I feel like it was worth it. It was worth my time anyway. Good. And uh, so I'm walking around and stuff, and I walked in there, and I asked. Uh, the guy looked like a manager. I was like, uh, this used to be a, a steak place, didn't it? And he's like, yeah, I think you're right. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, and, the, and the, last, uh, the last venue put in a great outdoor stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then, then an enclosure. So that's mm-hmm. what I love about it. I love going to Fred's to hear the live music. Yeah. So... They have a better place to do it now than they had before. So I think that's and parking. Yeah. There's that's parking. what happened to the other Fred's yeah. basically, and I'm sure there's apartments going in its place. Yeah, there's a long street there that you can park on and they've got overflow parking and primary parking and then there's businesses around the corner that you could probably park in without Yeah, businesses towed. that probably don't are slowed there. down about the time they pick up. Right. So, yeah. Right. It's probably not yeah. getting towed out of there. Um but you know, I don't like change. I hated it when I heard that Fred's was closing down over there, but they did a lot of things to like accommodate people like me, like the truck that was on the corner over there at their old location. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It had a tree growing through it. Well, they moved the truck. I guess they couldn't salvage the tree, but they planted the same type of tree inside the truck. Oh, like, that's cool. Oh, that's I did awesome. not know that. So that's one big planter that's just full of dirt, and they put a new that's I cool. like that. little desert. Isn't that cool? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I did not know that. That so, is cool. As soon as I saw that, I was like, respect. Yeah. There you go. That you understand perfect. what's important. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, I can tell you there's been – tons of people play in there oh, at yeah. the old location that i just said no i'm i'm not dealing with that parking yeah no, I'm, for sure. I'm just excited about this one this will 
for an old man like me, this is a perfect place to go out there and hear some music, be able to drive home, not wrestle with parking and all that kind of stuff. With so. a shirt like that, Darren, you can't <laughs> can't tell me you're feeling old today. That was way too vibrant. This is my flameless uh, flameless designs from Austin, Texas. First now. This, this goes back to the Artful Village. I, I have shirt in these right now. <laughs> you have what? Shirt in Yeah, I mean, this well, is a pretty this flashy is shirt, yes. too, but it's nothing Get some like attention that. some there. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're talking about the burger joints. You know, we got the other one here that we're really excited Grumps. about. I've been that, talking about Grumps nonstop. Oh, man. And uh, today is the first a, day that they've had parking. That's right. We pulled right through there. Could have parked anywhere we want. Because today is Memorial Day, and they are closed. <laughs> and they're all resting, man. I'm telling you what, they are. I uh, I uh, talked to the owner, I guess it was last Saturday, and it was like, you know, he, he was talking about, well, we're, we're having to close at 8. We're having to close an hour early just so we can get ready for the next day. Right. He said, we just... We're not geared for this. We're realistic. We know that this is only temporary while everybody has been... We're talking you know, about the amount of traffic. The amount of traffic, yeah. yes. Uh, he said, you know, we we strive. We, we take pride in the fact that we don't have frozen meat. Everything's fresh. He said, we start the day every day with our our refrigerators are completely full of meat and That's we crazy. have to go buy meat in the middle of the day because crazy. we don't have enough refrigerators we don't have enough grills you know we're not prepped for this and it's like you know you don't remodel in the second week to make it because we know it's not going to stay that way but that we just hope that their patience will hold out because it's kind of about a 30 minute wait now to uh get a burger even after two weeks but mm -hmm. everybody is seems to be happy with it i just the, the people running it uh from the top all the way down are just great people that, I, you, I you, get, you catch that one. vibe when you walk in they're just it it's there it's and, tangible and i nice tell you people. they're they're hiring so if anybody out there is is looking i don't know have any idea what they pay <laughs> or how they treat their people not that we tell you on this show anyway <laughs> but when you walk in there you can just look and they're all happy they're having a good time legitimately and i can yeah. tell you that i've known of people i don't i wouldn't say they're like my friends but i've known people that have been there for over a decade mm -hmm. Um, so they must be taking care of their people. Yeah. So, Well, it's a trickle-down effect. Anytime you see that kind of behavior out of a staff, it comes from top down. You know, That just shows really good leadership and a positive environment that's being fostered by the people that make the rules. And, uh, you know, that, that's how that works. So that, that's all on Collier there. And we got to get Collier on your show. Well, I've, uh, I've I, hounded him a little bit because I just think he's got a good story. He's and, busy. And what he's I know done. he's busy, so I'm, I'm waiting. You know, the next time I can come by uh, Grumps and it's not a holiday and there's this parking spot, I might consider giving him a call. But I know he's busy <laughs> right, right now and he doesn't need to be talking to some nerdy podcast. <laughs> We'll wait. We'll wait. Well, I feel that way. I told him the other day. I said, "You make it awfully hard to be your best customer." <laughs> I said, "You know, golly, I can't, I can't take off this much time to go have a burger every day." I really thought by you know week two, everybody here would know this. Hey, he's he's special. I'm not special there. So, yeah. But it's good for River Oaks. River Oaks is growing a lot, and we're we're going through some positive changes, and he's he's a big part of that. So, yeah. I'm really I'm excited for him, and I'm excited for us as a community as well. Yeah. So, yep. Needed a little bit of uh, fresh blood in in the system there. Um, a lot of these very established businesses um, could could use a boost, and bringing in new life like that. 
doesn't do anything to hurt them. It only encourages people to frequent the area. So it, it draws in business for these older established businesses too. Yep, that's right. So it's good for the community, and I, I'm glad to see it. And uh, that what was that? A Chicken Express there before they yeah it was yes. a Chicken Express. So, so the old Grumps or I'm sorry, the Grumps building is the old Chicken Express. I mean, they completely redid it. Yeah, but, they more than doubled the space. It seats a oh, hundred yeah. now, and I think it seat, I think it maybe sat like twelve. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it was small. It, it, you know, three they, or four little uh, booths is all that it had. And, and I don't uh, remember it having that much parking either. So there must have been like a field still. It wasn't paved or. Well, something. there was a big green belt that actually uh, Collier went and. Uh, a lot of people looked at it and and didn't buy because huh. of that. I think Ollie was the first one that reached out, found out Taco Bell owned it, and he huh. went to Taco Bell Corporation, explained to him, "I'm not selling tacos, I'm not selling burritos. Why don't you sell me some land to build a parking lot?" Nice. And uh, came to an agreement with them, and that's where uh, economic development and River Oaks uh, came in and helped him a little bit, which was a great investment on on our part. Sure. But uh, yeah, he bought a little. A uh, piece of land there that wasn't doing anybody any good. It was just a little green belt area, and and uh, left a little bit of green belt, but uh, probably doubled the parking lot size, uh-huh. which uh-huh. is not quite enough right now. But I think it'll be very adequate. Yeah, you know, a couple of months from now when they get a little bit caught up. So next time somebody's driving down a street in River Oaks and they go over a spot that used to be a pothole. They can think a hamburger. That's right. That's there you right. go. And yeah. don't even bring that up in this city. <laughs> okay. yeah, we have plenty of potholes, but they're getting to them all. They are. They're getting better. Time. I mean, it looks like Frankenstein when you go down uh, uh, Meandering. Yes. But mm-hmm. is that that's the one that goes directly into the base? Yes. Meandering. Yeah. And, and that's. So I first heard 13 years ago they're redoing that. <laughs> I, I have probably been to 20 meetings now. Um, <laughs> the new word is. I mean, uh, been lots of debates and everything else as to what they're doing it's going to be great um it looks like now 2024 are they still going forward with a traffic circle i i as of this week i'll scratch that if you you don't want that on the podcast we can no that's fine it has has been changed it's going to be a four-way stop sign okay all right Um, it's gonna make some people happy yeah currently (laughs) a lot of yeah a lot of people um uh, currently, it's four lanes of traffic. They're changing that to be two lanes with a center turn lane. So okay. three lanes, and then um, your federal dollars at work make everything better. So the only way that the federal government will build a road is what they tell me right? is a six-foot sidewalk on the south side of the street and a 10-foot multi-use bike path on the other side. Yeah. So uh, I think in the long run, that's going to make the street beautiful. I think people are going to love it right now. Uh, not everybody's excited about having a 10-foot wide. You know, it's, it's kind of like everybody wants to, to have a 10-foot bike path across the street from them where they could use it, yeah. but not necessarily in their front yard. Right, right. I think when it's all said and done, I think all of us will be very thankful for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just hope that i live to see it completed right and you'd mentioned that last time we recorded it's going to feed into uh the trinity trails yes or, or bring you close to it's it close anyway. to it that's yeah. part of the thing that's kind of amazing about it but i you know so right now people do ride the road to get to the trinity trails right um but uh this will get them this, off the street <laughs> this will go to about um probably a half mile from the trails yeah 
And then at the same time, a lot of what's going on, I don't really even know the source, uh, whether it's the Trinity River Vision or what that's put in the new bike trails. We have a beautiful bike trail right here that uh, starts at the bottom of this hill and goes around Inspiration Point all the way around the lake to where the boat ramp is at the 820 bridge it's crazy so that's you know 10 foot wide as well it comes along and it will connect in uh when they do the next phase of that it will come i don't know how to explain all this it will cut through that area we're talking about so instead of riding your bike what's currently going on is people are parking at the parking lot for inspiration point where there is a very well-known um not bmx uh what do you call the off-road bicycles? Uh, oh, um, mountain bikes. Okay. <laughs> I, was, I was like, trail? Yeah, oh, I'm, 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 I'm told that there's like the second largest uh, or second most populated uh, mountain bike park. Have you been down there? It's right there. I've been through there. I yeah. haven't really been on it like riding. Like at one point, there's a Volkswagen that's buried that people jump over. So if you're looking at it one direction, you see a Volkswagen. If you're coming down the hill, you just fly over it, evidently. I'm going to have to go for a walk. All right. Yeah. I know there, I, I, cause I vaguely remember there being a vehicle down there, but I thought it was just some old rusted truck, but maybe it's a VW. Well, I, you know, this is I'll second, take, third hand, fourth hand. So do you have I a. Be wrong. Uh, it, and if not, it's totally fine, but I, it would just be cool if we could put up a. a a visual of the improvements you're talking about do you have a like a engineer's illustration of this yet i have it of meandering road yeah that's mm-hmm. that's what i yeah if you got that if you of course can share it <laughs> i think it has a roundabout on it <laughs> <laughs> okay so yeah there's the roundabout uh, but, but yeah there uh so where meandering road is a lot of people are familiar with it if you're going to if you're familiar with river oaks and you've you've gone to burgers lake or mm-hmm ymca camp carter or westgate for the mm-hmm. yeah East jrb Gate. nas jrb car as well that's right yes so um where you come up where the new grumps is at the corner of river oaks boulevard and roberts cutoff and if you go on roberts cutoff and go north from there there's a it, it veers off to the left a y in the road if you will and that's meandering road um so that goes on down to the base where the where forks at the base you go straight to the base uh or go right to camp carter right there they're going to put a roundabout in which is one of the most confusing intersections in the metroplex now so it's it's like uh probably the best case scenario for where a roundabout should go yeah um where it it currently that y in the road at roberts cutoff what's interesting there that has been mentioned at 30 meetings but nobody seems to uh, hear it meandering road will go straight to roberts cutoff at that point so later future development the other thing that's been in the works for a long time that is coming uh is 183 which is also river oaks boulevard Mm -hmm. that is going to be redone from fred's the uh bimbrook traffic circle Mm -hmm. Uh, so they're redoing that's 183 so that's river oaks boulevard if you think about it altamir it's all the same thing so they're redoing the the one place that's had a roundabout for many many years that roundabout's going away wow <laughs> and they're redoing 183 from there all the way to jacksboro highway 199 okay. wow so then when they're they going to put a tunnel or a bridge there and take that roundabout out <laughs> yeah i don't know what's going on there <laughs> but wild. you know they, they say that's the worst case scenario and there's nothing in there right there's nothing on that green space 
Not a thing. There's just a huge, huge green. You could put a football field in the middle of it, yeah, I'm sure. that's a big-ass roundabout. And so there's no tell. And, and if you think about it, I mean, that's some expensive real estate, too. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, or should be. But uh, they're taking the clover leaves away from uh, Ridgemar Mall or where, where I-30 and Altamir come together. Huh. Here's all this worthless information I have. It's what what it gets for being on city council and that's all right. economic development. But they're doing away with that as well. And yeah. and so all that's gonna get redone. One ninety nine Jackford Highway is being run redone from downtown Fort Worth to all the way uh to the lake of Lake Worth through the city of Lake Worth. Yeah, I've seen some of that. They've I think they've already got the all the columns set for that That's bridge right. yes but it's, it's going to come all the way this up. it's it's going to come all this way of course they need it there's major traffic jam with all the growth out in azel and all mm-hmm. that but um north texas here it's it's the statistics are pretty amazing the federal government is uh, is spending billions in the bees hmm. <laughs> uh, billions of dollars on infrastructure in north texas we're getting hmm. way more than the lion's share of the nation's budget um in the next 10 or 15 years it's it's pretty amazing but of course we're now seeing this growth where you realize real quick that uh we're going to need it worse than most do because yeah. there more people are coming here to use it <laughs> every day yeah if you don't have a house yet you might be out of luck right it's- it's yeah, getting that's, that's getting crazy. <laughs> well, uh, Mickey, do y'all have a uh, brick and mortar location? You you gave me a location earlier, but that is that just kind of y'all's home studio? It's or? no, we we have a we have a shop. Um, it's not like retail spaces, and we don't have stuff there for sale. But right. anyone's welcome to stop by and talk to us. We have an office space there, and our shop is there. Um, nine uh, nine four six five Live Oak. Um, lane it's right across the street from the eagle mountain fire department um up by eagle mountain lake so it's like we're boat club road uh right about where it curves to go to the boat club so i don't know right before that right before that yeah and i'll I'll put all your information for wood post metal works in the show notes so that they can see that and of course we'll have to put some information in there for roofing solutions by darren (laughs) Hout. i appreciate y'all doing this on a memorial day um but I stood Darren up Saturday, <laughs> so this was our next option. It's all right, man. But we, uh, we, we got Mickey out of it. I couldn't, I couldn't it. make it on Saturday, so I'm glad I was able to make Th- it. It's so. God's work we're doing here. Yeah, yeah it was there destiny. <laughs> Do y'all have anything else you want to throw in the episode before we get out of here? Not really. Just we really appreciate all you're stuff. doing. I, I think uh, I'm just so excited about what Fort Worth Roots is doing. I listen to it every week, except for evidently this week. <laughs> it's Memorial Day. It dropped this morning. I, I listen to it every Monday, and and I like I say today was Sunday to me. Right. Uh, but uh, I always look forward to it. I think that, that we're helping it grow a little bit, Absolutely. telling other people. Yep. But yep. it what you know what i find unique is that you never really know what's going to be there it's mm-hmm. musician one time and artist next time and now i don't know i'm not sure where i fit in there you're creators I'm a, a talker somebody <laughs> can't get to shut up well and i i told darren uh we were talking about this saturday but i would love for you to co-host some of these episodes i think that's really what fort worth roots is missing a lot of is just having extra personality in there i'm about as uh 
you know, flavorful as a saltine cracker. So, <laughs> hey. You it did an excellent job. Wouldn't there. hurt having some extra, some flavor in here, you know. And we, we, I guess we already <laughs> shot it out to Collier Albright. We need to call him out, and yeah. uh, maybe Hugh Galen over there. Uh, Hugh and the, Hugh and I are, mm-hmm. are going to set something up. I'm going to try to get with him this week, and then Collier, I'm, I'm, yeah, my sights are on you, but sir, I'm going to wait until you uh, have an empty parking spot for me on a Thursday around 2 p.m. Whenever I see that spot, <laughs> that when I see a spot open up, then I will start giving you a call or sending you an email or something there you i'm go. not gonna bug you right now while you're messing with mm-hmm. all that so <laughs> all right man well, all we right. appreciate you so Hell much yeah. well thank y'all so much and um anytime y'all want to be on the show of course i say this all the time i mean it y'all are always welcome on fort worth roots thank you all thank right. you thank y'all for uh, listening we will see you next week peace A very sincere thank you to Mickey Wendell and Darren Houck for being on the show. Mark Nobles, thanks for jumping in, dude. Uh, He kind of got ambushed. He had no idea that was going to happen. And we didn't know either, but I didn't edit it out. Why would you do that? Just more flavor for your saltine cracker, dude. If you listen to the episode, you'll get that uh, reference. Mickey, thank you for being part of the show. I hope we didn't scare you off. Darren already knows what kind of shenanigans he was getting into. Y'all go check out Woodpost Metalworks. I'll have a link in the description for that description for this episode. Um, Again, the video will be out uh, Tuesday at latest, but I have got to wrap this up. (laughs) So so I'm going to uh, to, to delay that, but the episode will be out on time, so that's the good part. Darren, thank you for being on the show. Thank you for coming back out. You know, uh, you're a glutton for punishment. You did it once with me. You managed to do it to yourself again. So we want to have you on the show again as a guest and, uh, you know, even as a um, co-host anytime you want. And uh, Mark Nobles, thanks for dropping by, brother. Could have edited that out, but didn't. So I don't know. I liked it. Uh, What else? Roofing Solutions by Darren Houck. Roofing people. Go check that out. I'll put a link in the show notes for that. But, uh... Listen, these were just two incredible people, and uh, I was glad to have them on the show. Battle of the Beards, sounds like that was a lot of fun. I missed it. It was the last thing they did out there at the original Lola's location. Um, But we can catch Mickey Wendell's uh, doing a lot more with the Artful Village. There'll be a link in the show notes for that. There's one coming up in October. We will be there. Kind of scanning through my notes here, make sure I didn't miss anything. Oh, yeah, I promised you a teaser bit of information about the 100th episode coming up. For Fort Worth Roots, we're doing that uh, release party. Sat down with Chris Franks, the owner of Purple Lounge slash Boulevard Brew. And uh, it looks like we might be doing the show uh, at that location. And what we're doing is a 100th episode release party. I am working on the details right now to, to figure out exactly what that means. But so far, it looks like it will be on the weekend of September 10th. And uh, if you've been paying attention, you probably already have an idea who the 100th episode is going to be. We've got that one in the can, working on making that episode absolutely perfect for you. Uh, Very special guest, somebody that I really wanted to have on the show, and I cannot believe that he actually sat down and talked with me. You know, you're a nerdy podcaster. No one owes you anything, but we got it. It It's a great interview, and uh, I'm not going to tell you who it is, but you can probably guess. (laughs) There's pictures of it up on the Instagram, so, uh, you know, use your discernment, figure it out, not really that big of a secret, but 100th episode's a big deal. It uh, kind of legitimizes the podcast, shows everybody that we're here for the wrong... Lo- 
shows everybody we're here for the, the long haul. So I'm excited about it. And our friends, our funky Panther boys out there at Panther Island Brew. Is that right? I've got show notes here. Where to go? Don't do this to me. Come on. Uh, yeah. It's going to be July 15th at Panther Island Brewing. Starts at 6 p.m. It's the Funky Panther. And these guys have been named number one podcast in Fort Worth. I'm not jealous at all. Uh, three years in a row. So congratulations to those dudes. If you haven't checked it out yet, you can get it on all the major streaming services. I think they uh, promote Spotify bigly. Uh, might be the one that they want you to go check out. I don't know. Their videos are really good. Way better than uh, than ours here. Of course, they got a full team of weirdos working on that show over there. And you only got one nerd working on this one. But their videos are awesome. And they're always out doing stuff with the community. Uh, I got to hang out with these guys recently, and they're just they're a blast. So, and they're 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 very sincere, hooking me up with uh, contacts, introducing me to cool folks that operate inside the, the Fort Worth community, and you know, building something uh, positive for our community. Lots of stuff. I need to shut up. Thank y'all for being here, and are there any other notes? I don't know what I'm forgetting. Mickey Wendell, Darren Huck, thank y'all for being part of the Fort Worth Roots podcast. Guys and gals, thank y'all for listening. Shout out to our Patreon patrons. Thank y'all for supporting the show uh, monetarily. Uh, Not going to start blasting out the fact that we have a Patreon patron uh, account until episode 100. I want to prove to you guys that Fort Worth Roots is going to be here for the long haul. So... That was my line in the sand. That was my own personal imposed rule. Uh, Don't talk about it until you get 100 episodes under your belt. So, hope y'all had a great weekend. This one was a little taxing for me, but we made it. We did it. We got through the weekend. And now it's time to start our week. Happy Monday. Again, thank y'all for being here. And I will see y'all next week. Peace.